All right, a little bit of a different show tonight. 9 o'clock, we had Daryl Ryder. You can Odyssey Rewind. It was actually 9.20. We had, a, we had a different show for the first two hours. Now we're back in the groove of things. But instead of at 9, now it's at 10, like it typically is on Wednesdays. It's time for the Fan Focus. All right, leading us off, it's going to be Nick and Dustin, as the two of them talked about Kareem Hunt returning to the Browns. The synchronicity of his relationship with, with Nick Chubb and him being the guy that, that can help fill in for Nick Chubb, right? There's no replacing Nick Chubb, whether it's what he means to fans or what he means to uh, to the team. But I do think you've got a guy with that relationship who knows what Nick means to the fans, who happens to be from here, who knows what, what maybe Nick means to that locker room. I can't think of a better guy. And all you uh, all you had to do was open up your checkbook. Boom. And he's here. And he is here. And, he, and he's got his yeah. number back. Too. Thoughts? He's got his number back. Got his number back? 27. Like, nothing's changed. It's like he's nev- he never it's left. Like, you know, for him, what a win. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's unfortunate that Nick Chubb got injured, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying. That's not a win. No, I know. But I'm saying, like, he he didn't have to go through training camp. He got his money. That's a win for Kareem. Have we seen the, the financials on this? Because I have Four not. million, right? One four year. million? Up to four million. One year. Up to four million. Yeah. Um. I really would love to know what the conversation like between the Browns and Kareem, what, what that, how that went down. Like, I, I want to know, was he promised a starting role? Was his role talked about? Because the reality is, like, when you bring in somebody for a workout, I'm pretty sure they knew who Kareem is and where he was. Like, I'm pretty sure you brought him in just to see, is he out of shape? I think it's the number one thing. Yeah. And then from there, it's about... Like, do you have that conversation when you work them out? Like, hey, we're, we'll, we'll, the money is not the issue for us. What is what? Are, what are your expectations in terms of of how we use you? That's got to be the number one thing for the Browns, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Because like, he's not coming here to replace Nick Chubb. Just no. just to be clear, no. that's that's unfair for Kareem to be expected to do that. He's not even coming here to replace Jerome Ford, really. I mean, well, all right, that's not fair. Jerome Ford is the one that would be taking the spot of Nick Chubb. And then I guess in theory, Kareem Hunt, I said that backwards. Kareem Hunt would be replacing Jerome Ford in this equation. That's what I meant to say. It's a, it's like a trickle-down effect here, right? We need a number two back. He's now a number two back. I can't imagine he didn't have a sweeter offer from any of the other five teams that he initially had offers from over the over the offseason. But, hey, he got to miss the entire training camp. He got the, the Brinks truck backed up. $4 million, and he gets to stay with his hometown team. Where, oh, by the way, nobody gives him crap for that incident of the nine years ago when he re-signs here. For us, that's just old news because we've seen what he's done in the community, and we genuinely we haven't seen another incident since. We genuinely do believe that he has learned his lesson in that regard, and he has turned a page in a positive way. You go to another fan base, they're probably not as easy on that. And also, he's got his complete structure here with all the people that have kept him out of trouble. So it's, a, it's a win-win all the way around. Win for the Browns, win for Kareem Hunt. It makes sense. Alright, next up, Ken and Anthony ask uh, Chris Moeller, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. He's a host in Pittsburgh, right, with Pony in the afternoon. They saw shirts over the weekend. It advertised for their show and on the back of it said, congratulations on all of your success. Here we go. Are you guys really selling shirts that say congratulations and all your success? I don't think they're selling 
No, I think somebody actually just made that shirt who's a fan of the show. But no, I have no knowledge of those shirts being sold. Are you saying that because I threatened a lawsuit against you? You did threaten a lawsuit against who? Me? All, all parties involved. You, Andrew Filipponi, Donnie Football, and Craig Riley. You Wait, where's this lawsuit? I haven't been summoned for anything. Oh, it's I only on Twitter notified. right now, but I mean, if i got to get Tom oh, Merriman involved, lawsuit. I will. It's yeah. a Twitter lawsuit. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I will get litigation involved if that's the case. I mean, no, yeah, I know of nobody. <laughs> I'll hire Perry Mason. I don't care. Uh, I have now no that may want a hell of a trial, me versus Perry Mason, I'll tell you that right now. Would the, would the trial be in black and white? Oh, it has to be. We'll flip a coin for color of black and white. <laughs> Who was that guy, Raymond Burr? I like what? those old Perry Mason episodes. Those, well those, were, those were all right, man. There would always no, be a surprise witness. Them to my knowledge, though. You going to get the former morning host on as a surprise witness? All right, that's enough. Oh. Goodbye. Chris Muller, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. <laughs> he just hangs up on him. <laughs> Muller wanted to respond so bad, and he just hungs, hangs up on him. Uh, it's, it's not the fact that you didn't print out the shirts that's the issue. The issue is that somebody that listens to your show and takes in your show enough believes that's your catchphrase. That is your Urkel, did I do that? And Urkel didn't take that from another TV show. Okay, that's the problem in that scenario. Good on Ken for pointing it out. Shame on every other radio host that use it, with the exception of people at 92.3 The Fan, because then it becomes like a station bit, and then it's just in good fun. But it would be weird if there was like an overtime with John of the Peterlin shirt, and on the back of it someone printed out, congratulations on all of your success. That would tell me instantly, we do it too much. They don't know the origin. We do it entirely too much. Baskin and Phelps, the latest, and Deshaun Watson. Here's a good point. Buyer beware. You knew what you bought when you brought him in. You knew what you were getting for. You knew the services that you would get from Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, and this is the style that he plays, and you embrace that with a lot of cash and a lot of draft capital. The excuses are over. I just it's hard to watch a quarterback that doesn't want to leave this that doesn't want to live to see the next play. Yeah, you know, there are plenty of times when he's throwing the ball away. I'm just throw the ball away. Just do that. It's becoming hard to defend what we're watching right now. And I, you know, I sat here. We sat here and talked well, about. Don't don't you think huh. there have been legitimate things where you could actually say in every situation? Okay, preseason. It's only preseason. Yeah. Last year, six games. Well, you sat out eleven. Yeah. Now two games. You had bad weather for throwing. You had Nick out of there in the second quarter. You know, I honestly hadn't looked at it like it was another excuse that we could pile on if we wanted to pile on excuses. We've always talked about the weather. I don't know why it just escaped me, but I didn't think about the idea that Nick Chubb being out could be used in Deshaun Watson's favor. And I didn't look at it that way because Jerome Ford did every bit, every bit, what I believe Nick Chubb would have done had he stayed in the game. Average seven yards a carry. I mean, listen, Nick Chubb was having his way with the Steelers' defense. But he was not going to average seven yards per carry because he was averaging like 6.4 before that, okay? It's very, very good. He was having an awesome game, but Jerome Ford picked up the tab, so to speak. Jerome Ford was still right there. I mean, without question, he was right there. So I I can't even use that as an excuse if I wanted to use an excuse. But honestly, I don't want to use excuses for Deshaun right now. Next up, Nick and Dustin on Nick's text. Oh, man, he had a texting mistake. All right, Nick, what happened? 
I did what I do whenever I hear something on another show, which is I immediately texted Keith, hey, Lima said dot, 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 dot on the morning show. Can you please pull that for today's show? And I, I continued about my day, didn't think anything of it. And I looked down and I got a, I saw a message back and I was like, oh, Keith must have responded. You know, sometimes it's got it. Sometimes it's can you ask Matt because I got this stuff to do. And I looked down, it was from Lima, and it said, GDU, Nick. I definitely sent that message to Lima, not Keith. Oh, no. And in the end, I didn't say anything that was But you know what? That's, that's one person you can get away with that. Yes. Get, get away with that. Yep. Is that what I'm trying to say? I, yes. You laid away plane. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yes. But I agree. And Thank he, you. Because t- Lima would definitely. Well, first off, Lima's probably gotten in trouble with that 100,000 times. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing. He handled it very well. I turned around. I sent it to Keith. But, like, the best part about this story is every other time this has happened to me, it's been me doing what Lima's gotten in trouble for. Because me and Lima do have some similarities and overlap in our personality. Where I've gone to text crap about somebody to a to a third party and instead send it to that person because you're thinking about that person. Yes, yes. And it, it, honestly, and I, we've told the story now, and I think we're past it. I hope we're past it. It is it is a very difficult spot. And then, what do you do? Um, I owned it. Now he went on to talk about a story involving Ken, and you can use the Odyssey Rewind function. Go back and listen to that. I was here when that happened. It was like 2016. I think it was like 2016, 2017. And he had said something about Ken or a message to Ken that he didn't mean to send to Ken. And I, I remember the fallout from that. And I remember, uh, like an Odyssey Rewind, go back and listen, 3 o'clock, right there for you guys, afternoon drive. He does a better job explaining it than I would. But I remember the freak out moment where it was like, oh no. I was talking crap about him, and then I sent him this text, and I did not mean to send him that text. And because of that moment that he had, I double-check Every single time I send a text message to anybody, I can tell my wife I just want groceries or different pick up something from the the grocery store or put gas in the car or something like that, and I, I'm double checking. I'm like, am I saying I'm the right person? Or was I... Yeah, yeah, okay, we're good. All right, we're good. All right, good. It is a constant fear of mine, constant fear of mine. So I've never had it happen. Uh, fingers crossed, though. <laughs> I guess that's all we can say is fingers crossed. I like Nick would own it. That's all you can do in that scenario, though. There's nothing else you really can do. Ken and Anthony. On Kenny Pickett. I think a lot of fans are ambivalent about Kenny Pickett. I think that war, Ben Roethlisberger, there was definitely skin in the game with that guy. He was a troll. He was from Ohio. He claimed that he was a Browns fan when he wasn't. Zach did the whole expose where it's like, dude, you grew up a 49ers fan. You're from Finley. It's like two hours away. Stop. Flag City, USA. Been to Finley. Nice town. But let's be honest with each other here. There was definitely some hatred with Ben Roethlisberger. This guy, I don't hate Kenny Pickett. I don't think anybody does. So it, there's not as much vitriol with him or anything like that. I just think we know that he's not that great. And a lot of people, I think, have overrated him in the preseason. Now, again, you could say that about our own guy. But let me finish it up with this. The Steelers make no decision quickly. Everything takes a very long time for it to happen. You do not want him to be so bad that it's apparent that they need to go after a quarterback. Because I don't think they would. I don't think an organization like the Steelers, which is very good in a lot of other places, I don't think they've caught up to the need to go after a quarterback. Because the Browns, they'll sink or swim. But at the end of this, Andrew Baer... Now, Baker Mayfield's off to a great start. I'm not going to ignore that elephant in the room. 
But by the end of the season, Andrew Barry could lose his job over this whole thing. But who knows what Baker Mayfield's going to be. And he can look at it and go, either you freaked out and you went after that guy. Or B, do you think that Baker Mayfield, who's had two very good outings, do you think he's going to kind of come back down to earth of what Baker Mayfield is right now? It's been two weeks, but I want to ask you that question yeah. first. Yeah. Then Andrew I think Barry, it'll come down. He is playing well. He's playing confident. I'll give him that. Then Andrew Barry can look himself in the mirror and go, I did my job. No matter what happens here, I did what I was supposed to do and go after a quarterback that was supposed to be better. I did my job. Yeah, I agree with that. He did his job. I, I find that fascinating the first part, though, because he's right. I don't think there's as much hate for Kenny Pickett as maybe maybe we thought there would be at this point. You don't get the hate until you ball out. Until you're awesome. I don't hate you like that. I almost pity you more than we hate you. And that is the fan focus. We're coming back. Want to hear from you guys. 216-474-0092. Stefanski's the one that has to be worried. This was his worst possible outcome by far. Is it a Stefanski problem or do we have a Watson problem on our hands? We'll do that next. All right. We're going to get to Kevin Stefanski. Is it a Stefanski problem or is it a Watson problem in just a second? I was thinking about the, the comment I made to Daryl Ryder about Deshaun Watson not having a podcast this week. Not yet. Now, Daryl gave him a couple days to have the podcast come out. I'll give him a couple days. But this is part of the problem. When you put out a podcast because you want clicks and you want views and you want to generate income, I never want to, I will never begrudge anybody, even if you make $230 million in guaranteed money for taking up a hobby and uh, maybe generating some more money and being able to express it the way you want to express it. Listen, Justin Fields came into some trouble earlier today because he didn't express what he wanted to in what the bear, the Bears thought was the right way of doing it, and you saw what happened. He had to go back in the locker room, he had to bring all the media over to him, and he'd make a quick-minute statement, and then he blamed everybody but himself. Not the best way of handling that for my money, but it was what it was. When it comes to Deshaun Watson, though, this is what I talk about when you, you host your own show and you do your own podcasting. Like, it's just, it's, you got to be there week in, week out. You don't just get to be there for the good times. It's going to be really awkward. If you start that podcast, and then all of a sudden you're not there for the next four weeks. And then and then you start throwing the ball really nicely, and then you want to do two podcast episodes a week. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird, okay? It's gonna be weird. I understand why you're doing it, but it's gonna be weird. Face the music is what I would say. Don't start the venture. If you can't understand it, don't start the venture. But what I think is interesting about the idea with all, within all of this, and again, maybe he drops one tomorrow, and I'll wear a little bit of egg on my face. Honestly, I'll sleep well at night. I'll be fine. Don't worry. No melatonin needed for this guy. I'll sleep well at night. But I thought it spoke to the confidence that he had that he was going to stack up good weeks like their Jenga tiles. Honestly, that's what I thought. I thought by releasing the podcast and doing two of them that first week, because there is nowhere to hide, you'd think he's got to address the actual media tomorrow. There's nowhere to hide. You'd think that that was a, a slight indication that he had confidence that he was going to be all right. Because you don't release that podcast if you think you are up a creek without a paddle. You don't release the podcast and have plans to do a weekly podcast venture if you think you don't have it. I know maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into a podcast, but I think I've hit the nail on the head on this one. Like If I, for instance, just talking me personally, if I was really, really successful and I understood that I was getting paid a lot of money from a company 
and I wanted to make sure that I could give out my tips, give out my insights, do whatever, be basically become Tony Robbins, right? I'm not doing that if I all of a sudden think that I'm going to get fired in a week and then all of a sudden get found out as being a fraud or a grifter. I'm not doing that because I know that the whole project would go belly up. Deshaun Watson's project goes belly up if he sucks at football. You don't start that if you think you're not good. You don't start that if you think you don't have it. And, and we watched Deshaun Watson about a month and a half ago. Remember the golf outing? I thought there he was very timid. I thought he didn't show a lot of confidence there. I thought he didn't show the, uh, not necessarily enthusiasm, but I, I, I thought he didn't show what I needed to hear to tell me, to tip me off that he was in the right space. But then a couple weeks before the regular season got underway, something changed. Something changed, and I mean that in a good way. Where all of a sudden it felt like he got his mojo back. Like he felt like Stella got his group back. He was here. He was here, and he understood what he needed to do, and he was going to go off to the races with it. You don't start the podcast if you think you're going to suck. You don't do it. Because nobody wants to sit up there and, and hear, hear the, key, the keyboard warriors that's why he's blocking everybody and their brother today on, on uh, X on Twitter. You don't, you don't want to hear it. You just don't want to hear it. All the people that were, they can't throw tomatoes at you, you're online, but will digitally throw tomatoes at your face. You don't do it. You don't sign up for that. So I, I, think, it's, I think it's really interesting that we're a week into that venture. He started it, and now it seems like it's stalled. And again, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday he comes out. Maybe he's listening to this right now, and this is the motivation he needs. But I thought it was fascinating with Draymond Green. Draymond Green was out there talking, 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 podcast this, podcast that, everywhere and anywhere. You couldn't turn on NBA social media channels without seeing Draymond's face. And then he hit some some rocky moments, some bumpy roads, and then all of a sudden I couldn't find the dude. I don't think that's an accident. I don't think that's an accident in the slightest bit. It's all right, Deshaun. It's all right. What I liked about the radio interviews that they used to have to do for different quarterbacks, like Ben Roethlisberger had his show, Eli Manning had his show, all these guys have different shows, was that it was a required weekly thing. You couldn't duck in and duck out. You couldn't come for the good times and avoid the bad times. I'll wait. I'll hold off. But as of right now, I don't know that we're going to get any of the – I don't know that we're getting some podcast episodes this week. Certainly not getting two of them like we did last week. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Jack and Rocky River up next on the fan. Hello, Jack. Hey, I I had no idea Deshaun Watson had a podcast, and that's laughable. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, so, it's out there. The only people who should have a podcast are people who actually won something, i.e., like you said, Draymond Green, Peyton Manning. The exception being Joe Thomas because he's Joe Thomas; he can do whatever. He won a he Hall wants. of Fame jacket if he wants it. He can. Yeah. Do. He won a championship in that way. But I just don't understand. I I was optimistic. I didn't like the trade, but I thought, okay, let's wait and see what he has. Then he threw that pass into the ground at Houston, and I don't know why anyone had, has had any hope about this person since then. And the amount of capital we've given up, where it's Johnny Manziel all over again. And sure, he was great in the past, but after that break, he's he's done. He's done. Deshaun, if you're hearing this, the 0.1% I have hope that is just internal as a Browns fan, I hope this reaches you. You're done. Prove us wrong. 
Why don't? Is there any way we can just cut him and eat the loss? Can't happen. I've looked at it every way. I've looked at it up and down. I, I, it can't. You can't do it. You, like, you, the, the easiest or the, the the quickest way you could do it would be two years from now. If you did everything right and you restructured everything in a proper way and you did it timely and you did all that, the, the best the best way you could do it where you'd still have to swallow a lot of the money, but you at least be it'd be reasonable in the years after is two years from now. So I have one other question then. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we put in DTR and have Deshaun as his backup? We have when we had Baker on his rookie year. And we had that good offensive line. We almost made it to the playoffs, except for that exceptional game against the Ravens. Why can't we do that again? It's too early, Jack. And I appreciate you, man. It's just it's too early. You can't pull. It's too, we, we we played two weeks. We played two weeks. You've got eight total games with the man in a brown uniform. We're two weeks into the year, and people want to. This is the second DTR call we've had. I know you're mad. I understand it. I'm mad as hell too. I, I'm shocked. The way Kevin Stefanski operates and the way that he's been able to get talent out of nothing, I am shocked that this is where we're at right now. But it's worth it to the Browns, to instead of pulling the cord on Deshaun Watson two weeks in, to at least see what if he can come out of it a little bit more. I mean, two weeks in. Patrick Mahomes right now, if you only watch two Chiefs games this year, you'd probably think was pretty bad as well. Hell, how about Joe Burrow? I know Joe Burrow's dealing with some injuries, but Joe Burrow right now is one one point completion percentage wise and one point passer rating difference of Deshaun Watson. I mean, come on. It's two weeks, guys. Let's not please. Please. It's two weeks. I'm up as I am as upset as anyone. But you you can't you can't do it this early. All right, that guy in Cleveland up next. Hello, that guy. How are you tonight? Hey, JP. Thanks for taking my call. Um just wanted to <laughs> Start with a little bit of an apology about yesterday. <laughs> no need to apologize. No, you know I got really excited. You wrote out your script like we were, uh, mm-hmm. like you were Patton Oswalt and big fan. I got, I got to play mm-hmm. the the role of Pharrell on the bench, um, and it was a good time. Now, yeah, did you listen to CBS Sports Radio with Pharrell on the bench, or do you not even know who I'm referencing there? Uh, I, I guess I missed it. Uh, that's okay. But, yeah, that was my worst Pharrell on the bench impression I've ever done. I'm not an impression <laughs> guy, but it was a really bad one. The guy just sounded like he chain smoked 24 <laughs> seven. And then his voice came out in a very weird way, but he would just do four hour radio shows and people loved it. All right. Anyway, no, no need to apologize. What do you got tonight? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you. Um, I know you, you got, you're, you thinking that we should blame Watson and Stefanski, uh, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do an analogy. Uh, we're sinking ship right now. Uh, like it's kind of a, it's it's a bit chaotic. You know, we it, we're like the Titanic. We hit an iceberg and stuff like that. Um, but I think the person we should be blaming would be the captain, and that would be Andrew Barry. Ooh. Um, and All the right. reason why I, I mean, yeah, it, tell me why. I mean, like I think the signing of, of Watson was is, is proving to be a mistake. It really is. It's two uh, we weeks, man. So it's it's two weeks. I know. I know we're frustrated, but it's just it's been two weeks. He doesn't look like he the, the Watson that we should be seeing right now. I mean, I they know. had so much time. They had so much time with him. I know. I uh, know. I know. And it's really upsetting. And we gave up so much to get him. Uh, but you really thought that was Andrew that. Barry's call? I don't think that was Andrew Barry's call. I'll get on Barry for a lot of things. I think that one goes to Haslam. 
for better or uh, worse, okay. if we end up winning Super Bowls out of this deal, you got to give him Haslam. You got to give Haslam the same credit as well. But I don't think Barry was the final call there, man. Mm. Okay. Well, there's there is one thing, other thing too, and 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 I will credit Andrew Barry or or Stefanski uh, for this one. Uh, the signing of Hunt, I think, was a smart choice. All right. um, you know, because he's he's familiar with the offense, he's familiar with the team, and the injury to, to Chubb, I think, is is a good motivator for him to really help the team. All right. Thank you, that guy. I appreciate uh, you, man. Yep, got to yep. let you run up against it, but thank you, as always. 216 below 92 I want to hear from you guys. Is it a Stefanski problem or is it a Watson problem? And also we'll get to whether or not the defense has a chance to get fed up with the offense or whether that exists or not. You know, I was watching. What was I watch. I was watching Wolf of uh, Wall Street earlier today, and I did think about maybe because we like this one being the ending song, and I would need your approval before we change the ending song ever. There's a song that popped up, and I don't know why. I was like, I think it might be the one. It might be the one, but I would need your approval first. Although I really do like that one, Gloria. Which Gloria? The Gloria. I'm not singing any more than that. That's oh, the that only one, thing Gloria. Gloria! That's James, not See, me. Yeah, well, hey, do you have the rest of it? You got the rest of it? Y'all, they don't pay me for that. They, ah. pay me, they pay me for other stuff. If it were Gloria by the Doors, I'd be like, heck yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea there was multiple Gloria. Gloria. That's you never good. heard that one? Oh, no, it's I, phenomenal. How's the rest of that one go? I don't I don't. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm not going to do Jim Morrison on the radio. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. It's we'll great. We'll that to Jim Morrison, I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a brief thought. And, and maybe not necessarily Maybe not necessarily to come back for the final segment, because that one seems like that's pretty, that's pretty cemented. Maybe to close it out, though. Maybe we hit him with a little Gloria to close it out. Now, it's a workshop. We're going to workshop this, okay? We've only had the show. It for is your a year. show, so you can obviously have the final say, but I, it's it's not one that I'm it's a gonna, huge fan it's of. It's going to be a no for you, dog, huh? I would not play it on my own. Okay. But then. if you requested it, I could do it. I don't know why. I don't get into like the 1980s jams like that, but I love that song. I think that song just, just gets me. I going. do have a few 80s guilty pleasures, JP, I will, I will say. Some good music in that time frame. Oh, absolutely. Very good music in that my decade. My goodness. I, you ever go back and listen to some of Michael Stanley's songs? They're incredible. I just I actually I, let's I, get the show on the road has one of the greatest saxophone solos I've ever heard in any song. Period. They're just addicting, is all they are. I I can sit there I, and I know I know I've talked to, to Michael about this. A lot of his songs end up sounding very similar to a lot of his songs, and I'm like, there's a reason why I like every one of them. I guess. Anyway, two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Zach in University Heights up next on the fan. Hello, Zach. Hey JB. Yo, what's up, um, man? So, um, about the signing of Kareem Hunt, yeah. um, I really, I, I like it because they had him for the, he's familiar with the team, familiar with Fansky, um, and he, he's pretty good overall. Yeah. Um, but obviously Nick Chubb is a lot better to a whole new level. You got it, Zach. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Sure. Um, so I made a bet. I made a bet with um, my counselor in camp. He, he's your, a, your counselor? He's a lion. Yeah. All right. Here's the good thing um, about this, Zach. Your counselor is not going to take your money if you lose the bet, okay? 
no, no, no. It's not. It's not for money. So okay, the even better. Is, the punishment is that if I lose, then I would have to be wearing a lion's lion's gear. Mm. If he loses, he has to win Browns gears. Mm. Um, so the bet is is who's gonna have um, a, a better record at the end of the season. All right, I'll answer. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you, buddy. Hard part about that is that. You guys know I listen to Detroit Sports Talk Radio a decent amount. We got our buddy Mike Valeni, who is going to be here uh, Friday nights with Boomer Esiason. They're thinking the same thoughts we're thinking right now. After week one, they beat the Chiefs, and they were going crazy. The same way after week one, we beat the Bengals, and we were going crazy. And then Dan Campbell in that game on Sunday absolutely bleeped the bed when it came to decision-making. And some of his reasoning for it was absolute banana land. So they're in the same boat we are. They're in the NFC, so it's a lot easier. I will say that. Ultimately, though, I don't know how anybody can predict out anything for this Browns team at this point. We have a fantastic defense. It's incredible. I don't know what to make of Deshaun Watson right now. And I am alarmed at the fact that I thought it was going to be good right away, and it's not going very well. It's only two weeks. Two weeks does not make a season. But yes, as I said yesterday, I had them being contenders. They're not contenders right now. I have to readjust. I have to refigure my things out. They're not. Based off of what we've seen with Deshaun, this is why we got in the whole argument. How many days ago was it or how many weeks ago was it where we had mentioned the idea that would you rather have Deshaun Watson be really good but lose or win but he doesn't look good? And I said, you want, listen, man, I know, I know everyone wants to win, but I said – Getting Deshaun Watson right is the next four years of being awesome. That mattered. It mattered, and he's not right. And so now we're sitting here and we're worried about it. In fact, I want to play this clip for you, okay? This is uh, Ross Tucker from earlier today. Ross was on Afternoon Drive, and of course, uh, this segment of the program brought to you by the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ross was on earlier today, and he posed an interesting thought. Now, the idea behind this is will the defense get fed up with the offense? And I'm curious what the perspective could be here. Remember in grade school, if you were part of a group project but not everyone did their fair share, there isn't anything you could do about it, right? You just kind of accept it. If the offense gets a B-plus for the project at the end of the season, but they don't do their fair share, we'll know. Fans will know what needs to be fixed. But there isn't anything you can do about it from a defensive side of things. Miles can't chirp at Deshaun Watson if they don't do their job. This was Ross Tucker's perspective. I want you to hear it. Here we go. I don't have a lot of positive for you guys. Like, I think the defense is way better. Uh, Schwartz doing a really good job. Your O-line's still good, even though they had a couple bad moments. But, yeah, I guess I would just be – I mean, that's a game that you should have won. You really have to win, um, especially when your defense plays. I mean, imagine being a defensive player and the offense gave the other team two touchdowns. Like, now now you're in the territory of if it happens again – you almost you'll get near to uh, close to finger pointing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the guys in the afternoon took that as finger pointing, like you're you're going to start taking. You know, I don't know if it's Miles Garrett, I don't know if it's Juan Thornhill, I don't know who it would end up being. Which, by the way, Juan Thornhill, it's fascinating. His name popped out of my brain there because Juan Thornhill was he's in a brand new spot. You know, last year in Kansas City, he was on the end of a defense that arguably was the worst of the Mahomes era in Kansas City and constantly got looked at as afterthoughts. One of the worst Super Bowl-winning defenses of the previous decade. And he knew it. He sat there and won the Super Bowl and knew 
that it wasn't his reasoning for why they won the Super Bowl. It was Patrick Mahomes. It was Travis Kelsey. It was that offense being so great. But guess what? Patrick Mahomes doesn't care that Juan Thornhill still has a Super Bowl ring. It's a team game. It's okay. It happens. But he's going to be on a different side of that this year, where he's going to be the one carrying the weight, at least early on. I do believe the Browns should be 2-0 and right now, and if they were to be 2-0 and right now, we would give the credit to the defense for both of those wins. This defense is incredible. But I don't know how we end up in a point where the defense starts pointing fingers at the offense. What are we going to have here, like a shark in the jet situation? I, I, just, I don't know what the end result is. Sean Merriman, and again, the, this segment of the program brought to you by the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. It's where Sean Merriman appeared earlier today with Afternoon Drive. He went into this thought as well. It's a big thought of the day. Of, can the defense get mad at the offense if the defense is the only one that does their part? Here we go. Obviously, when they're talking to the media, they have to be supportive, right? You, you don't want to start throwing your offensive line and throwing your offensive guys under the bus. But there is going to be a point in time where the frustration is going to grow and, you know, it's going to become more public because, you know, the defensive player, your attitude is no matter what happens, we got to go out there and get the ball back in our offense hands. When that happens and they're not doing anything with it, then that's when, it, that's when the commotion is going to start, the negativity, the, you know, poking at each other, pointing the finger. It's still early in the season, so it hasn't happened yet. But if it keeps happening, that is a guarantee that what's going to go down. And that's it. I mean, it's too early for this convo. We're just a little too early here. The party starts at 8. We showed up at 6.15 looking for the shareables, looking for the wine coolers. Nobody wants you there at that time. All right? Ten weeks in, you have a great defense and a subpar offense, and then we can have the conversation where it feels like the offense is wasting an all-time great defense. But let's give this offense a chance. Offenses across the league are tripping over the garden hose after two weeks. None of them with the exception of Miami, look like they are instantly, boom, let's go. They're just they're just not dominant right now. Offenses, it, it, for whatever reason, blame preseason football, blame whatever you need to blame. They're just not hitting on the same cylinders right now. And so we got to be able to give this offense a chance. I do agree with Sean Merriman. At some point, people are going to get mad. And at some point, people on that defense are going to start saying, I mean, what else? Just throw your hands up in the air. What else can we do? What else can we do? I, there's nothing else I can do out there. We're playing our best football. We're putting you guys in a good chance to beat these good teams. You guys got to get the job done. At least score something for me. At least score something. We're not there yet. We might get there. We're not there yet. All right. Big ups to James Bridges. Appreciate you. I didn't even get into whether or not you believe in a Deshaun Watson burner account or not. Yes, that's going to have to be another day. <laughs> He's really smiling over there, though. Something made him really happy. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Michael Bohm, appreciate you as always. What is this song to go out on? It's not Gloria, and I've accepted that. What is this one? This is Swim by Madonna. Sounds like Swim by Madonna. All right. Why Swim by Madonna tonight? Because I love that song. Very it holds good. a special place in my heart. Very good. Appreciate you. You hold a special place in my heart, Michael Bohm. And I appreciate all you guys who also hold a special place in my heart for listening and tuning in. We got more coming your way. I'll be back again on Friday night. Where else but right here on The Fan.